The Tucson music scene is very special. It has this aura of genuine love to it and like history um, that I like even going to California and the forum and things like that it, you just don't get that same feel it's just a genuinely fun heartwarming I like safe environment that you just can't really find anywhere else I was walking downtown in Tucson when I saw a line wrapped around the corner and down the street. I wondered, what is happening here? I walked around to see the shining lights from the Rialto Theater sign and next to the date, November 26, 2021, Black Veil Brides. Black Veil Brides in Tucson? I thought to myself. I couldn't help it and got in line for what was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. The local music scene in Tucson is a thriving community that, despite the city not being as big as New York City or Los Angeles, has quite the following and support system. Welcome to Local Lovin, a show about appreciating local musicians and their craft. My name is Amanda Morlatos, and in this episode, we will be talking about Local Lovin in Tucson with local punk rock band Brace Yourselves, Xander Mason, and thrash metal band Atrophy's former member Brian Zimmerman. These two bands will chat about how the city they started in has affected their music careers. I am the frontman of Brace Yourself, and we are a five-piece conglomeration of genres at this point, because changes over time, and you, when you've been a band more than like one album, you come out with work that sounds different, unless you're somebody that plays the same riff over and over again, but um, we're mainly in like the pop, rock, metal kind of genre, and... We take influence from bands like A Day to Remember, Blackville Bride, My Chemical Romance, Palais Royale, Avenged Sevenfold, all the jazz. So it's really, really cool. And we're based out of Tucson, Arizona. We've been a band for about three years now. And yeah, it's been really cool to expand and grow from recording a song in the back room of someone's house, like right before COVID hit, to opening up for Blackville Brides and getting to like play the Rialto, a huge venue in a town that you grew up in. So that was amazing. No matter how passionate a person is towards their craft, it can always become difficult to find a reason to keep creating. Xander explains how the Tucson crowds are an extreme push to keep going when the motivation to create music diminishes. The Tucson music scene is um, like has been vital to any and all of that success. Large parts of that success are attributed to the encouragement that we get from other people. The want to make music and just play is so much that, you know, people can get together and play on the weekends or whatever. And ideally, for me, like, I want to play in front of people, and I know that's what most people want. But if you don't have people showing up, you're not willing to put on shows or make that effort or want to show up and do this because it gets hard sometimes. It's always so incredible to have all the people come out and all the support we see from just across everybody. And these are people that I grew up with and have seen grow and fail and struggle and succeed on their own. And getting to have them be a part of like our journey and our success is like really cool. So yeah, they're vital. Tucson crowds are some of the most straightforward in the sense that their reactions will tell it as it is and reflect a performer's ability to entertain. Tucson crowds, they've got like some more energy than some crowds I've ever seen elsewhere. And they can also kind of like drop dead. And it is on the performer to to keep them engaged, keep it interactive. And that's not anything bad on Tucson. That's just Tucson like being an actual reactive audience. 
if you're not being engaging, like they will start becoming emotionless. They will stop reacting to things. And that is not bad or any fault of theirs. That is honestly a plus because I would hate to perform to an audience that you know, cheers you on or makes you feel good the entire time just to like find out you sucked on Twitter or some shit like that afterwards. So, And do you feel your success would be greater in a larger town? <clears throat> yes, 100%. A large part of that is due to opportunities. You can have the greatest idea or the most profound wisdom. And if you lived on a secluded island and nobody ever like heard this idea or heard this philosophy or any of this shit that you had, it would stay there. That being said, same is true with music. If you have these great ideas and you need to get them out in front of people, you can do so much online, but why not make your chances even greater by going to a place with a bigger population at some point? and playing for people in an environment that have more important people and not in the sense of anybody is less or more than but in the sense of these are the people that can provide opportunities moving forward like you might randomly find other promoters or other things coming to shows more often out in hollywood or like at the viper room or something like that than you would in tucson and so it's just playing the game of increasing your chances. Um, if you wanted to perform on Broadway or in live theater, you would go to New York because that has some of the most opportunities for live theater or Chicago because there's a lot of opportunities. But if you lived somewhere that has like one theater, you're not going to have many opportunities. Musicians across Tucson aren't typically known for one specific genre, as Tucson has an incredibly vast array of talent, which is sometimes influenced by culture, but not always. One of my favorite things about the Tucson music scene, it's probably the variety in which I see things happening in Tucson. That being said, I wish our music genre scene was a little bigger here. Like, you know, it gets a little lonely at times, or and not to say that there aren't other people here, but like wishing that there was more and so we could all like have some more ideas and some more shit going on. But that being said, all these other musicians and artists that live in Tucson spread so vast and they cover such different topics. Like you can hear some of the most incredible jazz music at Monterey Court, or you can hear some of the most insane folk music you've ever heard. I've heard people play like at the rodeo and they're crazy and that's some awesome country stuff. And that's not anything that I feel I could pick out anywhere else necessarily. A lot of people like associate places to certain genres SoCal is very like indie pop, like, you know, so stuff like that. And so Tucson just surprises me always in the variety of music, especially hearing, I've loved getting to like grow up and listen to like mariachi music, really good mariachi music. That was like really great to hear. And something that I really cherish about the Tucson music scene, just how vast it spreads. Here is a section of Brace Yourselves song, Sleep My Life Away.
Next up is a former representative of the thrash metal scene in Tucson. This is Brian Zimmerman from the band Atrophy. We started in about 1986, and my guitar player Chris was going to the U of A, and my drummer was going to the U of A, and I was going to Pima College, and we had a bass player who wasn't really in school, and it just came about that, you know, going to the local shows and stuff, a mutual friend told myself and Chris Likens we should get together and because we both were guitar players at the time. And uh, so we decided to start a band at that time. And he was going to school for pre-med. My drummer was going to school for uh, to be a lawyer. And I was going to school for electrical engineering. And that's what we wanted to do is uh, start a band, I guess. Atrophy's sound was very unique for its time, as most bands fell under the hair metal category. We didn't really have any competitors. So there was a new music coming over from Europe, and it was very different than most of any of the bands that were in Tucson at the time. And I think what really contributed to our sound is we there was no sound like ours. And most, you know, you have to remember this is 1987, 88. Most of the bands were hair bands and, you know, there was some punk bands, stuff like that. And we were interested in the new sound, the new music coming out of Europe and San Francisco. Um, So that really, and we spent a lot of time in the heat of the, we called it the sheds. It was a place down off of Fort Lowell. It had no air conditioning. And we sat in these places and jammed for hours. And that's probably what made, that gave us our sound is we didn't really have an influence from anybody locally in town. Unfortunately, most music scenes are followed by drug scenes that not everyone can escape. Brian knew it was his time to move on when Tucson's drug scene had a stronger hold than the music scene did. I moved out after I left the band, about 10 years after I had left the band. You know, you have to remember grunge came in around 91, 92 and most bands of our kind were being dropped from the labels. They wanted high revenue bands like uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana. Uh, you know, it had that dirty sound, but it was more radio friendly. And so I left, like I said, about 10 years after I left the band. And it was the right time because with the band came lots of other stuff. And I mean, drugs and stuff like that. And I got heavily involved with the Tucson drug scene. And uh, it was time for me to go. So I just needed to go to a different place that was unfamiliar. And so I could go get my life together. The band had a very lucky break for being from a smaller town. It probably would have been, but uh, we were very fortunate. Our first show, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was our first show we ever played outside of Tucson. We got to showcase for three record labels up in Phoenix, Arizona. And we got signed immediately, like within six months. And we were able to travel and go to Europe and all over United States. So we kind of had that venue to, to be able to do that. And I don't think the, the size of the town really mattered. It was because we were playing almost every night, being on tour. And then when we came back, we were uh, you know, writing another album. So I think that's, I don't think it really mattered for us. Maybe in Seattle, you know, if we were a Seattle band, it would have mattered. But, and we didn't have the competition of, let's say, the LA bands, which there were, you know, 20,000 of them. 
Tucson was always very different as far as, you know, it didn't never reached that Phoenix size where there was over a million people. So it was kind of a, you know, it's just a mid-sized town. And there, as there are places to play, and there still are, you know, you don't have the great big venues. You know, you either had to go to uh, the Tucson Community Center or the Exhibition Hall. I don't even know if that's still open. But, you know, so, you know, I, I think in our music genre, you know, we never got to play stadiums. So, you know, there was always a fair amount to play in Tucson. Here's a little bit of Atrophy song, Beer Bong. Last but not least is a University of Arizona art student. Music has played a large role in their life as a musician and as a music lover. Hi, my name is Sam Kerr. I'm an avid music lover and an avid music player. I'm actually in a band called Entertainment, as well as a symphonic band at the University of Arizona. I'm also a part of the U of A's Pride. I'm involved a lot with music every day, all the time. I'd say my favorite genre is probably like metal or thrash, punk, stuff like that. Just something that everybody's like in the pit, actually moving and interacting with each other. I think that's like the peak of concert fun, I guess. Sam has been going to concerts since their toddler years, and these shows have been pivotal in their upbringing as someone heavily involved in music. Well, I've been going to concerts since I was probably two or three. The first one I went to that I can remember is Rush, and it was with my my dad. He really, really liked the band, so he used to take me all the time, and it honestly blew my mind seeing the pyrotechnics and Neil Peart with his huge drum set, like, constantly moving and sweating. So it was just mind-blowing seeing that music can actually interact with like visuals for the first time. One that I really remember, one Tucson show is probably George Clanton, because he really interacts with his audience. We were standing right front barricade to his left, and he basically was just going hog wild, throwing water bottles and like spraying water on us, screaming, giving us the mic, letting us play on his guitar, like different instruments. It was just really entertaining to be a part of the show while still being an audience member and not having that pressure of actually performing. Live music for some is an out-of-body experience. They can evoke so many different emotions. Excitement, pain, sadness, joy, euphoria. I personally have been moved to tears at a concert. Live music, it literally like gives me life. It travels from like not even my heartbeat to like my my footsteps everything that I do is rhythmic everything is in tune with something musically inclined I constantly have to be in a rhythmic state to function so music is just like built into me and I just feel complete with it to say the least Thank you for listening to Local Lovin'. We hope this podcast reminded you of the true beauty in local music scenes. 
We'll see you next time, music lovers.